going to dance. We're going to dance. We're going to dance and have some fun. Dig. with wonderful guests that I'm very, very excited about. Um, the Patreon, we're having fun in there. I would love to have you join the party. Um, even if you just want to, you know, support the pod, you don't necessarily have to hang out or even check out the content. You know, $5 pledge is uh, very, very helpful because they add up and it makes it all worthwhile. I mean, it would be worthwhile to me anyway, to be honest, but, uh, full vulnerability. I am in a position where I need to increase my income by about 500% in the next year. So the more people could, uh, get the word out about the podcast, if you like it or hang out, uh, in the Patreon or, um, you know, help me out there. Uh, that would be really great. So this episode will be a little different in that I'm going to tell you a story, my story of my divine, magical inner child. Um, animal communication for me has been something that just was and is a part of me. I never really had to hone it, learn it, work on it. The only thing I had to do was get over the imposter syndrome and fear of being too much. Okay, I had to silence my phone so it would stop vibrating because I'd like to hurry up and get the intro done so I can get to the actual episode. <laughs> but uh, as I was saying before I was kindly interrupted because it was a great message, but just, uh, my fault for not turning off the, <laughs> the vibrator. Um, so I just always had this connection with animals and the imposter syndrome thing. It's, it's not so much that I felt like, Oh, nobody's going to believe me. It was more like, who am I to be 
a lot of things. Who am I to be uh, a card reader, an intuitive, a psychic, um, a medium, and an animal communicator, and grid worker, and tell people that? It feels so uncomfortable with years and years of societal conditioning that there's, you know, like hierarchies and a certain amount of space we're all allowed to take up in the world and that there's, you know, lack, because that's lack mentality, thinking that me being those things somehow is going to take something away from somebody else, which is ridiculous. Uh, so, and I mean, gosh, you know, if I didn't learn some stuff in the 50 years I've been alive, what have I been doing with my life? Um, so the animal communication is a service that I'll be offering. And I've realized with a lot of recent experiences that I think I can do a workshop, which I'm putting together to launch in December. Uh, I have gift certificates available both for animal communication sessions and for the workshop. And, uh, I'm excited to do that. I think I can help people learn how to tap into their own intuition and connect with their pets on their own and also teach them some basic, uh, basic energy healing. Like it's, it's just taking your unconditional love and building an energy ball and giving that to your pet. I know a lot of you probably think that, I don't know, you need to be attuned to something or there's a, a big long course you need to take or, or some sort of, um, work that you have to do to be able to do some of these things. But this is just a basic, uh, human, light being having a human experience energetic process it's as natural as breathing and uh, it's very very easy once you know how to do it so uh watch for that to sign up for that and if i can be of help with your furry friends let me know without further ado I know you've been waiting your whole life for the Patreon community that is just for you. My Xanadu Patreon, my Xanadu Collective is there and ready to accept you in and support you in your expansion and your grid work. It is hard for me to do anything comedic, which I have to be fake serious. But for real though, the Patreon is so much fun and come join the party. You can also book any of my available services, some which I haven't even put on the menu yet because I don't know what to call them. I'm your one-stop shop for readings, energy work, uh, animal communication, mediumship, and anchoring of your consciousness. 
So I even do academic tutoring. So if I can be of service to you or you want to join the Patreon, that is where you get the most bang for your buck because you can get a reading every month if you join at the VIP tier and I'm always running specials each month for bonuses for when you join at any tier. So head on over to my link tree and check out my Patreon, my services on Square, and my other podcasts as well. I am providing you with as much entertainment and love and resources and fun as I have in me, and I appreciate my patrons more than they know. I thank them on the daily And I would love to be thanking you on the daily. So if you would like to support the podcast, that is a great way to do it by joining the Patreon. Much love. And if I can be of service to you in a private reading, book that at my Square Booking site through the link tree. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. Now back to that interview. Predictable divine timing, my connection to animals' fashion. All the critters in the neighborhood are making noise. I don't even know if you can hear it, but it's just making me chuckle. When I was a little girl, I had a bond with nature that made me fearless, which terrified my family. Between talking to all manner of fauna, including bugs, and my innate entertainer with comedy and song, they saw me as a Shirley Temple, Dr. Doolittle child. The first time this backfired on me, I was two years old. Yes, I remember that far back. I loved bugs. They were tiny and on my ground level. They were slow enough for me to track and interact with slower than the lizards and the frogs anyway in florida insects are a little like a roulette wheel one fuzzy caterpillar may be harmless while another that probably looks identical to the first one will send a child to the hospital with its venom so one day we were on a picnic uh which in 1970s florida always meant a little potential danger I mean, if we're being honest, it still does, but uh, back then even more so because there wasn't as much uh, emphasis on grounds management and, you know, half the time we'd be probably having a a picnic near a swamp. Uh, And I was a typical toddler wanting to explore everything. I found myself sitting on the ground, suddenly in pain like I'd never felt. My body was on fire because I'd planted my butt right on a fire ant hill. They were so pretty and red, and there were so many. I can remember just kind of watching them undulating and, like, wanting to interact with them. And then as soon as I started crying, my grandma rescued me and swiftly wiped me down with alcohol all over. Now, in hindsight, I have a feeling covering a toddler head to toe with rubbing alcohol might be a bit dangerous, but it did stop the sting at the time. After that, my grandmother showed me all the bugs, frogs, and snakes I should avoid and cautioned me not to touch anything. 
She never said anything about land mammals, though. The zoo was such a bittersweet feeling to little me. It wells up tears now, uh, knowing as an adult what zoos are like, but also why they were necessary to make people care about wildlife for a time. I would be so joyous to see and hear in my heart all of the residents at the zoo. I would also feel their sadness or anger when humans taunted them or if they were lonely. It was a lot to feel as a little kid. The ever-present divine magical child who felt put on this earth to cheer up people, to bring joy. One day while visiting my favorite in the whole zoo, a sun bear called Sunny, my adults stopped watching long enough for me to sneak through the bars, and by the time they turned around, I was feeding Sunny my ice cream. The other people around were freaking out. I'm sure the blood drained from my grandma's face. Sunny was never going to hurt me, but it's good there was a zookeeper nearby to rescue me before women started screaming. The only actual danger to me was a scared bear accidentally knocking me over if people made him afraid. I didn't lunch with bears after that, but I did spend my life until now having magical experiences and connections with all non-human creatures. It's only been the last year I've been discreetly helping people here and there with animal communication and mediumship if they're grieving. It's listed as a service in my bookings, but I haven't advertised much and barely mention it. If I see someone needs help, I give it without expectation of payment. The last month, there has been an accelerated need, which I suspect is partly the solar storms. I've had some experiences which tell me I really need to get myself out there to help more animal and human lights on the earth. There was a session with a sweet dog recently who was suddenly being a bit aggro out on his walks. He told me what was wrong. It was a very weird feeling. It was the first time that I had some physical sensations that gave me a clue as to what was going on with him. Uh, and he kind of took me on a virtual walk with him. So I encouraged the client to take him into the vet because I thought he had some sort of bugs something that affected his ability to perceive his surroundings so that on his walks he wasn't quite able to decide if somebody was friend or foe. The vet found ticks on him, uh, I think one in his ear, and he had a total of three, I believe. They tested him for Lyme because he went in quickly. It should be treatable with antibiotics. It made me so happy to know I was able to get this insight with him. It's a hard thing, especially right now, to tell someone to go to the vet, knowing how expensive it could be. I would feel really badly if it was nothing. So even though I would be happy the pet was okay, I mean, if I made someone make an unnecessary trip to the vet uh, and spend money that maybe they needed for something else, uh, that I would feel very uh, regretful about. So I've been practicing that in particular. 
I was woken up in the night by someone's furry friend last night. I was sending energy to. They weren't a client. They were just someone who asked for some healing vibes for their pet. Some good wishes and some comfort. The fur baby woke me up in the night. I was able to assist them when that family needed it. That is still uh, in process, but I do know that they're all a little more comfortable as they go through this experience. Uh, however, it turns out. The third experience was an assist of a large flock of geese during a geomagnetic storm with the help of a magical friend who I'll be having on the podcast very soon. We were sending energy to them. I realized I only needed to speak to their leader and I told them to follow the air dragon I called. They swirled a bit more and then flew at, at a few at a time. Uh, started to follow the leader until they were all back in formation again. I believe a lot of you can help birds in this way who are getting off course out there. The geomagnetic storms really throw off their avi their navigation. Um, when, like people who race pigeons, they have to watch the solar weather because if we are in a certain level of geomagnetic uh, storm, their pigeons will fly and not be able to find their way home how sad is that i've been seeing a lot of videos online as well of people who are having unusual bird encounters like birds uh coming close to them wanting to be held and i think it's because like the frequency of the whales helps us maybe the frequency of us helps the birds when a series of events like this happens, I know it's time to act. If there have been things that I wasn't wanting to do, one of those things I have not been wanting to do, but been wanting to do was get some business cards and uh, visit the vets and groomers in town and ask if they would put my cards in their business. Um... So I'm ordering those biz cards today. I'm also putting it out there that I'm here and ready to support you and your relationship with your furry, feathered, scaly, or exoskeleton friends. I was trying to think of every possible configuration. <laughs> um, I'm working on that workshop, as I said, and it'll be ready by December. I mean, honestly, I could give it today if I needed to, but... Uh, I like to take my time with things when I'm going to ask people to pay for it, you know. But as I said, it'll be for pet parents to get connected with your pal and teach you energy work anyone can do to calm a distressed animal and also provide some basic education of animal behavior and the effects of geomagnetic storms. Uh, that's part of the reason I feel like I'm being asked to put myself out there in this way is that um, the smaller creatures have a harder time 
uh, with the geomagnetic effects and the Schumann resonance differences that happen. And so uh, the more people that I can help to be able to have that connection with nature and help all of the uh, other creatures um, on the planet along with us sync up with Mother Earth, the better everybody's going to get through this time. And, um, you know, I think some of the sudden health crises that a lot of people are having with their pets does have to do with some of this uh, solar activity. And there's not a whole lot we can do about that, but there is stuff that we can do to support them while it's going on. Uh, since I know that it increases blood pressure and can mess with certain things, the Schumann resonance that is, and geomagnetic storms, um, I make an effort when I notice my pets are being a little anxious or agitated or clingy uh, to just take them outside more often. Um, often they'll have to go potty more anyway because it affects their digestion and their bladder as well. But I think it also helps them uh, get in some some greening as my pod partner calls it. Uh, she doesn't like the um, earthing term. Because we're already earth, which makes sense to me. Um, but at any rate, so that everyone knows what I'm talking about, we can call it earthing or we can call it greening. But our animals seem to need that too. And um, that can help keep their system regulated and calm. And then, I, you know, I just spend time uh, petting them or being near them. Because if they're all over you and want to sit on you and everything there's a reason for that um i mean other than just affection you know the difference between normal love and affection from them and uh gee they're acting funny so when they're acting funny um do your best to give them that extra attention because i think doing those things for them just like doing things for ourselves, like meditating and whatnot because we can't exactly tell our dog or our cat to meditate <laughs> although when I do put on the whale song or uh chanting or whatnot the animals really seem to like it and feel relaxed um but I think the more we can uh do these things for them and ourselves the more we will have um balance in the collective of life on earth. Sitting outside, it feels nice. Usually when it gets warm like this in early November, it's followed by some kind of real drop in temps and some sort of storm. So we'll see what happens. But I'm enjoying it right now. Uh, I'll probably put out shorter episodes, but more frequently this week. Because I really am trying to get a backlog of subjects, topics, and thoughts put out there. Um, not so much because I think you just desperately need them now. But because I, like my brain's like a fire hose, you know. And you get too much in there. And uh, then it just all comes out in a big messy burst or the hose breaks. 
okay, universe, we don't, yeah, my brain can handle everything and it is fine. There's no breaking happening. Uh, but anyway, you, you get what I mean. It, I get too many thought processes going on. It's like closing, uh, windows or tabs on your phone or computer. <laughs> I need to close some of my, my mental tabs. Uh, but it's been difficult for me to get a lot of stuff recorded because I started having, um, a hard time with my jaw and cheek and, um, I think it's probably the salivary glands, but anyway, it's affecting chewing, talking, swallowing, um, chewing is the especially annoying part, uh, but, um, where am I going with that? So I'm taking antibiotics, which ironically I put up a post on TikTok, but Friday night when I started taking them, it made me high, just like the COVID vaccine back in March made me high. Weirdest thing. But now I'm at the point where the bacteria in my body that's being attacked is really not happy about it and is um, fighting back. And so I'm feeling kind of the, uh, so my um, productivity level will probably be a little sporadic until I'm done with this medicine. Or at least until we reach the point where the antibiotics take over the bacteria, I guess. I tried to live in harmony with the bacteria, but when you take away my ability to consume solid food, that becomes a problem, and we can no longer live in peace and harmony. <laughs> this is a funny thing to have at the end of an animal communication episode. There is an episode uh, in my back catalog here on your podcatcher about microbes with Monique Ruscher. Uh, about that. So, um, I will leave you with that. I'm going to try to get the more specific information out as soon as possible about the consciousness anchoring that I'm doing because I think it would help a lot of you right now to have it. It's very affordable. It's only $20. It's a 20-minute meditation with me, but what it can do for you will free up a lot of your energy and help you have greater balance uh, as we get through this portal season and then move into the eclipse season, this is quite a lot of activity between now and let's say a month from now, because even though the eclipse happens on December 4th, there's sort of like after effects, you know? So at any rate, uh, get in there and book those because my time is going to fill up and I'm taking a week off every month in the winter. If you would like to come on the pod, oh, there's a ladybug. What are you doing, baby? I thought you guys were all gone already because it's been so cold. I am so happy to see you. Yep, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm 52 years old and I still talk to bugs. Uh, totally got me off track, man, though. What am I supposed to say, ladybug? What do you want me to tell the folks? Uh, yeah, so I'm taking a week off every month through the winter, probably through February, so that I don't burn out 
and um, come join the Patreon because that's where all the detailed in-depth stuff happens. And if you're interested in that animal workshop, uh, watch for the event um, and the invitation. I'll put up an item on my square booking site that you can go and um, pay for to secure your spot. Maybe, I don't know, I'll figure it out. I, to be honest, all of the administrative part of this like I can handle it and it's fine um, but I don't think too hard about it I just kind of go with what seems to work so maybe I'll make an event bright maybe I'll just tell you to Venmo me I don't know it's not that important to me right now um, I just want to kind of give people a heads up that it's gonna be a thing because I'm excited about that uh, it'll be so exciting to see if we can help um, some of you be able to talk to your pets on your own without me. That's what I like to do. Empower people. Until next time, who knows what the weather will be like tomorrow, honestly. It'll be funny if I get on here to record about something else and then there's a blizzard out here. Maybe I should take my ladybug in the house. Alright, Groovers. Have a great week, just in case I get nothing else done this week. And I love you all so much. Introducing a new collaborative podcast, Meow Podcast. M-E-O-W-W, that's Muse, Elf, Oracle, Witch, and Wizard. A panel discussion on YouTube amongst people of different disciplines talking all things woo to help you along your personal ascension, expansion, spiritual journey. It's not a vibe, it's a frequency. Check out Meow Podcast on YouTube and you can get us at the meow pod at gmail.com. If you would like to be a guest on the pod, please give us an email. Otherwise, go check us out today on Meow Podcast. It's nothing but fun and a frequency of love. If we could talk to the animals, just imagine it chatting with a chimp and chimpanzee. Imagine talking to a tiger, chatting with a cheetah. What a neat achievement it would be. If we could talk to the animals, learn their languages, we could take an animal degree. We'd study elephant and eagle, buffalo and beagle, alligator, kitty, pig, and flea. We would converse in polar bear and python, and we would curse in fluent kangaroo. If people asked us, can you speak rhinoceros? We'd say, of course us, can't you? If we conferred with our furry friends, man to animal, think of all the things we could discuss. If we could walk with the animals, talk with the animals, grunt and squeak and spark with the animals, and they could talk to us. If we consulted with quadrupeds, think what fun we'd have asking over crocodiles for teeth. Or maybe lunch with two or three lions, walruses and sea lions. What a lovely place the world would be. We'd learn to speak in antelope and turtle. Our Pekingese would be extremely good. If we were asked to sing in hippopotamus, we'd say why not us and woo.
I'm sure every octopus, lobster and platypus certainly would see it as a plus. If we could talk with the animals, walk with the animals, grunt and squeak and squawk with the animals, and they could talk.